Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. My name is Chris. My name is Anthony. Hello, Howdy. Anthony. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Today is my last full day of work before the wedding. Oh, so, yes. You're going to yes. a wedding. I had forgotten. <laughs> so I I got a half day tomorrow. I think I'm just going to work from home and then just bail at 12 o'clock. I think I'm just going to roll out. So how about yourself? Nice. Very nice. You no, know, just work. Work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Full day. Tomorrow I travel. I go home for the weekend for FP Fest 2021. Super excited for that. We're not here to talk about the FP Fest. What we are here to talk about is Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2, Episode 9. Wedish. Wedge Is that how you're pronouncing that? Uh, I'm ge- I guess. Uh, I translated r- roughly from Klingon to English. Three ships. Nice. I was going to ask if you looked that up. Maybe it's a Wedish. I think that would be it, right? Wedish. It depends on which continent on Kronos yeah. you were born, well, you know. It depends on your accent. The J's are G's, if I remember right. Something like that, yeah. Something. Something weird. But yeah. Episode 9, the second to last episode of this particular, I would say, excellent season. The penultimate episode. (laughs) I'm just going to go and hit you with the blurb. Please. Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy while the USS, I want to say Ritos, but Sir Ritos crew has has downtime during a long warp trip. That blurb is a bait and switch. (laughs) That is a catfish. (laughs) I was going to say, well, uh, before you go any further, why don't you go ahead and set me off with a couple of your thoughts and opinions? Well, I want to say that this episode has a 9.2 out of 10 star rating on IMDb right now with 46 ratings. So not a lot, but once again, coming in as the highest rated episode of the season. Uh, Last week's episode settled down at an 8.7. So season is gearing up for a big finale. Super, mm-hmm. super excited. And I, I can't disagree with that 9.2. <laughs> if anything, I, I think 9.5. Like, it's I can a disagree solid. With it. Oh, can it's you disagree with it? This episode's a 10. 10. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a 10. Except for that one episode you said it was a solid 11. I did. I did say one was solid 11, yeah. <laughs> this was a fantastic episode. I knew, like, I, I had a feeling something special was going to happen when they didn't have a cold open. Mm hmm. And then the title of the episode comes on and it's in Klingon instead of English. Like the only <laughs> reason I know it's called Wish Douche is or whatever is because of the description on Paramount Plus. Mm. I thought that was really, really cool. I don't know if that's ever been done before. I remember I opened the episode on the website because mm-hmm. I usually watch Same. it on the on the on the the homepage there or the yeah. Paramount Plus page. I think I said app, I meant website, yeah. But it didn't have a title. Really? It just said it just said Star Trek Lower Decks and I clicked on it and then it just said Star Trek Lower Decks and then the episode started. It didn't have a, a title Weird. beneath the the card. <laughs> and then as soon as the the title appeared, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's in Klingon. That's probably why they didn't have it." <laughs> On the yeah. website, so... Is yeah. this the first episode not in English? The first episode title not in English? I mean, I'm sure we've had some sort of Latin term. Mm. I, I don't know. I can't tell you. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, much like the name tells us, if we spoke Klingon, we would have known right away. <laughs> the story takes place over three different ships. Of course, the one ship is the Ritos, which is how I'm going to call it 
is what I'm going to call it from now on. You can't stop me. Uh, then we have the Klingon Bird of Prey, Chata, and the Vulcan Cruiser, Cheval. Now we also, later on, yeah, <laughs> get to see the Pac-Led clump ship, Pac-Led. And then ultimate spoilers for the end uh, gag, we get to see Borg Cube 90182. That is a California-class <laughs> Borg Cube. <laughs> uh, did you look up the names of the Klingon and Vulcan ships? No, I did not. I haven't either. I'm going to look them up here live. Chata transfers to Ruler. This episode should have been called Dushdaj, which is five ships. <laughs> Well, that's fair. <laughs> it does really only take place in the three. The pack led right. ship and the Borg ship are more just cutaway jokes. As far as Cheval, I don't think it has a translation that I can find. Very sad. Yeah, I'm sure it does somewhere. I'm sure it means Was something. Was it S-H-O-V-A-L? Right? It is S-H apostrophe V-H-A-L. Hmm. If there's one thing Star Trek likes, it's apostrophes and alien names. I'm looking it up on Memory Alpha. It's just it's just considered a type of ship. Yeah, that's it. Cheval so type cruiser. The, the one we're looking at is, I guess, the only one. I guess the one it's named after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how Memory Alpha does yeah. it. So yeah. Well, I just meant Perfect. like how the USS Constitution was the first sure. of the Constitution class, and the Galaxy was the first of the Galaxy class. La la la. Sure, sure, sure. The Sovereign. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Defiant. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Void. Oh wait, no. <laughs> so we get Klingon Boimler and we get Vulcan Mariner and they're exactly how you expect them to be <laughs> what did you think obviously I loved it I, I like I like that we got a lower deck story in these other cultures and they are exactly how I would expect them to be but we also got plot with the Pakleds well I think we also got plot with the Klingons yeah well directly because of the Pakleds yeah yeah I like this episode because it did something that I think Star Trek has always done well, which is provide us an inside look of how Starfleet officers live their day when they're not being Starfleet officers, right? Yeah. There's a couple of shots where people are running around like they're running to their posts or their battle stations. I'm not sure what it's called on a ship. Uh, I assume it's post. I think it's battle stations when it, when it's red alert. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, they're just everyone's running to where they're supposed to be going. We had a direct reference to Star Trek V, which I'm all about. <laughs> I know you are. Uh, uh, we had the the pottery scene, which I don't really remember happening outside of maybe Data fussing about with pottery. I could be wrong, but I think he makes a he does something with clay. I don't know. I'm sure he does. And then we had Beckett and <laughs> Captain Freeman playing Guinan, and well, I mean. A lot of people do it, but when they do, when they're shooting the targets in the holodeck, right? Yeah, yeah. That wasn't that wharf, and then Guinan comes in and yeah, wins without really looking. Didn't they already reference that in season one, though? They might have. I'm fairly certain. There's also a moment. I think it's in the first or second season, but whenever I think it's the first one where of next gen where Picard is, they're doing the exchange program, mm. and Riker goes to the Klingon ship. I think he right. like he catches him doing that. And then we had the people in the Ambo Jitsu, which we saw earlier this season already. Yeah, 
We've seen Ambo Jitsu way more in lower yeah. decks than we ever thought we were going to. Yeah, uh, your girl, I don't remember her name, but the the Trill who's wearing like skiing equipment. <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like dressed up for the winter. We had a couple people, I think in the ball game, or, like the big medieval dress. Yep. We saw them Cosplay. during the trailer. Yeah, we were trying to figure out what that was for. So maybe Barkley's on the ship right now. We don't know. No, but I, I, I think it did a really... I, re- I think it did a really good job. I really like the episode. Yeah. I think it edges out as my new favorite episode so far. Same. I'm pretty impressed that they've managed to do that. They keep doing it. They keep making better episodes, in my opinion. So that's fun. We got Kayshawn. Kayshawn is back. Oh, Barnes. Barnes is the trill. Sorry. Yes, Barnes is the trill. Uh, Kayshawn returns. <laughs> Boimler insults him about his weight so it was great everything was awesome <laughs> it's hard to lose weight when you can eat anything you want i liked the uh, the game of clue they were playing i think yeah. it was the chef <laughs> with the sniper rifle that can see through walls <laughs> that episode of deep space nine was very interesting <laughs> oh what with the uh, sniper rifle that can shoot through walls yeah there was a sniper rifle that could shoot through walls or uh, target through was... walls or something yeah I was thinking of Perfect Dark. No, well, I mean, maybe guy. that too, but... Yeah. <laughs> Why is it always the chef with you? <laughs> because we have replicators. What is he even doing here? It's suspicious. <laughs> Making a big it's... old thing of mashed potatoes. I mean, these, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think the only criticism that I have right off the top of my head uh, that I've been thinking about all day, because I watched it first thing this morning, is the motivation of the Klingon captain for arming the pack leads is the most default Klingon motivation for everything. (laughs) And if that's what it comes down to, and that's actually the only, they're the only people, or he's the only person, maybe some co-conspirators that are behind the pack-led threat, I'm okay with that. But, I I mean, I I guess I'm I'm okay with it because I understand that Lower Decks isn't meant to impact the overall Star Trek universe in a huge way. It's more to be a commentary of it. So if... It's just some rogue Klingon captain who is causing all of this. That's fine. But, you know, there was part, some part of me that was hoping it was some bigger threat, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, he does say the High Council lacks foresight, which I think right. is something they that... they always say that. Well, the, that, that <laughs> one episode of the first season of TNG, when those three Klingons come on board, I think they even they might even say that exact line. Yeah. Where he's like, the Klingon High Council lacks the foresight. So... <laughs> I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always, knows. there's always the warmongers. There's always the, there's always the Klingons that are like, they can't stand being aligned with the Federation. It is what it is. Uh, I, I totally expected that to occur. What was this guy's name? Was he Mach? No, Mach is Klingon Boimler. Okay. It, he was played by Nolan North. Of course he was. No, I'm sorry. Mach was played by John Curry. Yeah, Mock is played by John Curry. Yeah, T- Tim? <laughs> Maybe it's this guy. Maybe Tim, Captain Tim. Oh, Captain Sokal. Sokal? Or, is he the, or was he the Vulcan? Wow. Thanks, IMDb. Wow, you're way off. Thanks for doing a really poor job <laughs> of giving me the information I need. Tog? Maybe? It might have been Tog, because it's played by Rowan Atkins down. So, probably Tog. Did you get the Spock reference? Well, there was like four or five on the on the Vulcan ship or whatever. No, I don't but. think so. I mean, every Vulcan reference is a Spock reference, if you think hard enough about it. When Talin says, logic is the beginning of knowledge. Not the end, yeah. Yeah, that's something that Spock's thrown around more than twice. What are the chances we're going to see Talin or Mach again this season? I assume Talin's probably going to be on the Cerritos. 
That seemed to be what they were gearing towards. Yeah. Mark Evan Jackson played the Cheval captain. Gotcha. Okay. We also got a, um, what's his face? The guy with the thing. Um, I already forgot his name. Are you talking what about the blue guy called? with the uh, vaporizer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, breath, yeah, yeah. Breathalyzer. Those guys. Breathalyzer? <laughs> <laughs> shoots his own, it shoots gas in his um, face, I guess. If I remember right, I think I Googled it. Guy from TNG with thing on his face. Benzite. Yes, a Benzite. I knew that. Yeah, he's a Benzite, yeah. Oh, you didn't say it. <laughs> yeah. I was just letting you uh, have a journey of discovery. Thank you. Talyn is named, uh, well, she was played by Gabriel Ruiz, named after a writer on the show. Oh, really? Catherine Lynn. That's pretty neat. Nifty. The problem with trying to figure out who played who, or who voiced who, is that IMDb doesn't have pictures of the characters. So we ended up going to Memory Alpha and trying to figure yeah. it out. And it's just, it's so difficult sometimes. Like, sometimes it's real obvious because they're a centerpiece. But for the character, the guest characters that aren't Mock or T-Lin, I don't, like, trying to remember their names. I have to go right. through the episode two or three times. got to turn subtitles on and pause at the right time and try to catch it. Uh, and sometimes they don't name them, you know, and it's just Klingon officer or whatever. And you got to try to figure it out. Uh, I do think that. If I was going to give feedback to IMDb, it would be just put a picture of, like, allow <laughs> us to put a picture of the actor as that character, or in our case, a picture of the cartoon character next to right. the listing. Easy right. enough. Yeah, just double the amount of images that you show on this page. It's not going to impact your bandwidth <laughs> at all. I did enjoy how, like, the, the Vulcan, the way they were, like, I wouldn't say insulting each other, but... I mean, it, to us, it's an insult. To them, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It, it's a type of brutal honesty, I guess, that just doesn't translate well. She straight up tells one person to F around and find out. Like, she says yeah. it. <laughs> She's like, oh, so you're going to report me? <laughs> <laughs> do it. I dare you. Which, I mean, I guess they end up doing. Which they do, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize Vulcan ships had weapons. I know that it makes sense that they would have yeah, weapons. they have to have some sort of defensive that, capability. Right, but I just always assumed that they just would use them. But, I mean, who knows? Won't use them. They show up and they start getting fired upon by the pack leads. What are they going to do? Yeah. Fly away. Use the, uh, no, use the red matter. Hello. Yes, you're right. Use the red matter. Because <laughs> that's so much You're better. right. My bad. Because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Something about a supernova and traveling back in time and meeting yourself. I don't know. Small things. It's all good. It's just, yeah, about. small things. So Ransom, not from Hawaii, didn't even know that he had lied to people and said he was from Hawaii. Maybe I missed that in one of the earlier episodes. Yeah, so he's from the moon. <laughs> and Modesto's kind of like the moon of San Francisco or whatever. <laughs> That's so offensive. How could you say that? Come on, man. I like the uh, the young, what was that? Like a cadet or oh, enlisted? Like the stupid little Wesley Crusher stand-in? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, because that looked like the uniform he was starting to wear towards the end. I don't know if you know, recall, but Ransom trying to get Boimler to come on that uh, that mission. Mariner mm-hmm. messes it up. That's how they meet the super sentient computer uh, with the excellent voice actor. And now Ransom is sending people his way for him to mentor. Like, I think, you know, I think Ransom's taking an interest in him. I think he's being noticed. That episode that you're referring to was right after when he saved... Tindy and anyone who was in the bar. Oh, and he got she a, turned into the Tindy Scorpion hybrid thing. 
Yeah, and he yeah. got a thumbs up, an attaboy out of that yeah. too. So, I mean, honestly, it's going to, by the end of season three, it is going to be very difficult for me to believe that he isn't still an ensign. <laughs> like, I could, that's the max I'd let him drag that out. Honestly, by ne- next episode, he should get a promotion. Like, he deserves it. Out of all four of them, I think that he's grown the most. I mean, besides Mariner, he's probably the most experienced Oh yeah, officer. I would assume because I don't know anything about Tindy other than the fact that she is the ice, what are the queen, the ice queen of the the moons or something like that. <laughs> like that. Well, this is her yeah. first post, right? I don't know about Rutherford. Rutherford. Yeah, he's a great no engineer, idea. so maybe that, that that speaks well of him. But I don't know how that goes into promotions and whatnot. He has a child. Who Rutherford? Uh huh. Children. Badgie. Uh, oh, just Badgie. Okay, I was like, what are you talking about? How did I miss that? It doesn't say what he did before anything, so I don't know. It could be his first posting as well. Yeah. He's just there longer than Tendi, because we see (laughs) Tendi come come aboard. I'm excited for the last episode. I mean, I'm not excited for it at the same time, because that means I won't be able to get watch Lower Decks, new episodes of Lower Decks for another year. Uh, But it just means I get to binge two full seasons all at once. So Yeah. We get a week break, and then Prodigy comes out. Yeah. I'm excited for Prodigy. I probably won't laugh as much, but I'll enjoy (laughs) it. Even though it is geared towards kids, I've watched plenty of shows that are quote unquote geared towards children that I ended up enjoying. So I have uh, have high hopes for it. And then we get a week or two off of that and we're going to get Discovery and then new Picard. So maybe even back to back. Are we getting Strange New World? Some point later next year, I think post because I think Picard already had a. Yeah. So it might come right after Picard. It might be later, like near the new seasons of everything. Not sure. Hmm. I know less of how television is produced than I used to. I know they just film it and then whatever. Uh, I feel <laughs> they just like, put it out when they put it out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I guess with all the special effects and post like post-production just takes much longer than it used to. Cause it used to be a practical effect is a practical effect. You do it right there. You're done. Right. Yeah. You had to plan ahead. Budget constraints were a bigger deal, but these new Star Trek shows, they're filming on location. They're using that, whatever that, I forget what it's called, but it's like the giant wall screen that they'll project stuff on or, mm. and it'll make it look like the background instead of a green screen. I know they yeah. were using that in the last season of Discovery and that's nuts. I know they use the same thing in Mandalorian for the backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the technology used and the post-production and the CGI and the care and all this is very, very interesting. Unlike when I was growing up and we got 24 episodes a season and I assume they wrapped filming it a week or two before they released it (laughs) and just kept going. They get a little bit of time off and they just keep going and reshoots and the downtime and unrelated, but kind of related. I watched a lot of friends uh, Mm. when I met my wife and the way that they would film that they would film it in front of a live audience and they would do like they would just do it until they got what they needed. And then they would cut it in production and then debut the episode, right? I would assume that the same thing happened in Next Gen. Because if you read any of the stuff about Next Gen or TNG or uh, Voyager, they were filming every single week. Yeah. I don't know if they pumped out an episode every single week, but they they filmed them all the time. Multiple days, I would assume. So, I mean, all of the effects were probably done either before or after by some completely different part of the studio. And then they would just slap it together in the editing room. Mistress of the Winter Constellations is what. <laughs> Mistress of the Winter Constellations. <laughs> so, yeah. No, all yeah. in all, I think this is a great episode. 
Uh, I think it's worth the price of subscription if you were to if we were to sign that. Oh yeah, I mean of course. I I can't like I can't stress enough how absolutely horrible Paramount Plus, <laughs> the website, the app, all of it's horrible. It's, it's, it's bad. It's pretty bad. But cut that because and, I've already emailed them asking if we can get promotional material. Oh well, <laughs> I'll do my best. I'm watching Voyager. If you've listened to episodes recently, you know that, you know, I watched TNG and then Deep Space Nine. I'm rewatching Voyager. I'm in season three and it's no longer on Netflix. Uh, at the end of September, it moved over to Paramount Plus. And the episode I was on would not will not load in the Paramount Plus app. It just doesn't exist. It plays mm. the advertisement for CBS for whatever reason. <laughs> why is why does it have a CBS stinger before the beginning of a syndicated show that doesn't even air on CBS? Doesn't matter. Don't answer that question. So that episode didn't load. So I looked up the description of it, read the summary, went to the next episode because it did work. The quality is lower, much lower. Yeah. The colors are off. Like the blue uniforms that kind of, you know how the, when you get into Deep Space Nine and Voyager, the blue science uniforms kind of are a blue green color, but they're still blue, more blue than green. Not true anymore. They're now more green than blue. Doesn't make any mm. sense. And the top of the screen has some weird artifacting sometimes on certain scenes and others it doesn't. I think it's just it's not formatted correctly for the screen. It's washed out. I, d- I don't understand. I don't know. I assumed that at least the audio and visual quality would have stayed the same. Navigating the app is, is more difficult. Okay. I know you told me to cut all this, but <laughs> criticism, you know, accepting criticism is the first step to bettering yourself paramount plus oh no it's yeah it's absolutely terrible no (laughs) the app is not good no the website's (laughs) a tiny bit better mostly because i i really get in up until recently with voyager i really just went in clicked on the lower decks button and watched the new episode (laughs) so now that i'm actually having to navigate into things it's it's much much more frustrating it's problematic for sure stop using that word no okay it's problematic (laughs) it's 2021 how are the apps bad I don't yeah, know. How either. are the apps bad? I have no idea. <laughs> well, it's because they don't care. Yeah, that's so. probably because they hired a bunch of people who said, yeah, we could do something better than Netflix. <laughs> no, you can't. There's a reason it's been around for so long because it's easy to use because yeah. my grandmother who doesn't use a computer can figure out Netflix. Well, if you have opinions about yeah. Paramount Plus, Netflix, Star Trek Lower Decks, or just, I don't know, anything really, send them to us sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com you can also hit us up on social media at sci-fi wise guys on the twitter and the instagram send us your suggestions for new things to watch we watch any straight to stream science fiction or science fiction adjacent media and we'd love to not have to come up with what we watch you tell us (laughs) then it makes it easier yeah i don't have to send anthony title after title after title after title after title after title after title and he only picks one that's true (laughs) mostly because I'm going off of titles. <laughs> Send me some trailers. Well, stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, don't try to start an interstellar war between the Federation and the Paclids. Yeah, that's dishonorable. <laughs> Klingons fight their own battles. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's, it's almost as if they decided it wasn't their fight. <laughs> Come on, Freeman. Get out of here. Bye. Bye.
sorry, I keep getting distracted because like I'm my windows are my blinds are open and I'm seeing birds fly into my oak tree, grab the acorns off of it, and then throw them on my roof. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're doing, but it's kind of <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's why I keep looking up like every five seconds. Like, what are these birds doing? Stop it! <laughs>